Now, this week you would have heard numerous stories about the ongoing destruction and loss of Australia's environment, and in particular how the pace of environmental deterioration has accelerated over the past five years. But that State of the Environment report does highlight some bright spots where individuals, NGOs and businesses are buying or managing land for conservation. The report states we need more of this. Now, an example of the types of work that's happening in this space can be found at Bullo River Station in the remote northwest of the Territory. Bullo is a working cattle station and homestead in the Kimberley, and they're working with the Australian Wildlife Conservancy to regenerate the property and to keep farming. To tell us more, we're joined by Tim White from Australian Wildlife Conservancy, who oversees partnership with the Bullo Station. And joining us from WA is Michelle McMahon, She's head of sustainability at the private company that owns Bullo River Station. Welcome to you both. Thanks, Geraldine. Good morning, Geraldine. I know it's very early in the morning, Michelle, so we're grateful for you getting up. Uh, Many of us could do with a vivid description of Bullo River Station. What is it? What's it like? Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, It's everything you could probably imagine from such a vast landscape in northern Australia. It's it's just extraordinary. Rocky gorges, waterfalls, beautiful grasslands. If you think about the iconic boab tree, various eucalyptus um, species, billabongs. If you're a bird watcher, um, you'll be absolutely spoiled up at Bullo River Station. It's it's just a really special special place. And what was the property like when it was bought by the owners Julian and Alexandra Burt in 2017? Yeah, so look, it's fed lots of pristine natural areas. I've just barely scratched the surface in describing, but other parts of the property. So of course, we've got the pastoral component as well as lots of these natural areas. Fair to say, pretty depressed and run down. So perhaps more more so than not. Um, much more overloading of cattle, both uh, probably herd cattle and feral cattle. Uh, yeah, so quite a few associated pests, uh, lots of weeds to try and sort out uh, where, where to start. So, yeah, qu- quite a bit of work to do, particularly in the pastoral areas. So it had just been simply, it, 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 would be, it wouldn't be, well, am I right? It wouldn't be particularly bad. It was just the way things went, uh, generally went in the Kimberley for, a, a, you know, a, ma- a huge tract of land. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, just, just um, absolutely, I'd agree with that, yeah. Mm, yeah. I was just trying to work out, wasn't anything particularly wrong with it. It was just typical. No. Of, no, no. And so the Burt's approached the Conservancy, is that right, to effectively manage these pretty big challenges? Yeah, that's right. So the, the total land area we're talking about is 165,000 hectares. And Julian and Alexandra had long time been supporters of the AWC really admired their work and their approach to sort of conservation and, and management of landscape and, and just started, uh, even when they were looking at purchasing the property, the seed of the idea sort of came there and then they'd been talking to AWC about, well, yes, we're interested in in continuing the pastoral operations, of course, but we this is a high conservation value landscape as well. We really want to up the ante on that and how can we do both? So that's where it all started. And Tim, it sounds like you have a big job ahead, weeds, weeds, ferals, more ferals. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm presuming this is the labour-intensive, expensive part. How hard is the road ahead on this front at Bullo? Yeah, thanks, uh, Geraldine and uh, and Michelle. Um, yeah, look, uh, like much of Northern Australia, um, there there is lots of work to be done and it was pointed out by the State of the Environment report 
at uh, Bullo River Station, um, we're working with the managers uh, on site and, and right across our um, uh, ecologist um, network to identify some of those key indicator species and some of the, the high-value conservation areas and then implement um, things like uh, appropriate fire regime, fire management across the property. Mm. We, uh, we undertake early burning and storm season burning to reduce, uh, reduce grasses and reduce fuels across the property in Apache mosaic way. Um, we're working with the Willow uh, River Station managers to reduce feral herbivores. So along with uh, mustering of feral cattle, we undertake uh, surveys to work out where some of the, the real pressure areas are and then uh, undertake um, shooting of things like uh, feral donkeys, uh, buffalo, uh, feral pigs. Uh, by doing this together, we uh, we can generally try and work at a landscape level across some of our key feral predator um, issues, such as the feral cat as well. And then, of course, the weeds. So right alongside uh, the agricultural and the grazing interests, uh, we, share a <laughs> we share a common uh, interest in reducing weeds, such as Parkinsonia, uh, the rubber bush, mm. uh, and, and lots of the introduced grass species. And what's on the property in terms of wildlife and important habitat? Have they been squeezed out by the ferals? Um, look, I don't certainly don't think squeezed out, Geraldine. There's lots of pressure, um, as Michelle mentioned. There's um, uh, the, the the rivers and the, the, the broad landscape with the uh, the sandstone ranges. Um, you know, there's lots of uh, there's lots of opportunities of uh, small areas of protection um, provided naturally. So our ecologists have discovered. Um, Lots of special uh, species such as the Gildian finch and the owlet nightjar. And in fact, uh, the first discovery in the Northern Territory of the scaly-tailed possum was recorded uh, on a camera trap uh, in one of the rocky gorges. So this uh, rock-dwelling possum has only previously been found in the um, Kimberley region. Huh. Uh, so this is a really important represent re representative species for us. Uh, and an extension for that species. And is uh, are these some of these bouncing back as grazing pressures been eased and the ferals are removed? Oh, look, absolutely. I think uh, over time, our ecological monitoring of the systems and and some of those key indicator species will certainly demonstrate that uh, some of these areas are bouncing back. Uh, and and I think we've been able to achieve that alongside the Bullo River Station managers just by reducing that overall grazing pressure. Uh, across the property, certainly. I mean, we thought it was worth highlighting this, um, given that that report was so devastating earlier this week, um, that, you know, I, so I know that this um, particular agreement that at the time when it was signed in 2019, it was described as a first for the Territory. How significant is this type of partnership becoming? Uh, look, it's uh, it's absolutely crucial. I think um, yeah, it's it's an important um, um, talking point. I think the it's an opportunity to demonstrate that conservation-based land management can can occur alongside um, you know broad broad scale large, large scale landscape scale grazing and agriculture. Um, I think it's really important to demonstrate that. And as a um, Small organisation with a with a uh, important and large mission. It's an important opportunity for us to work alongside other landholders right across Australia um, to 
you know, in, improve the opportunity that we can um, apply conservation, land management and science to, uh, to Australia's native species. Yes. I mean, I think I'm right that uh, since you started working with the Buller River that you've signed another monumentally big deal, um, which with one stroke of the pen almost doubled the land you're looking after. It's a bit hard to grasp. Is is that the, the deal with the Northern Australian Pastoral Company? Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, it's very uh, it's very new. Um, our uh, agreement with the North Australian Pastoral Company covers um, um, millions of hectares in central Queensland uh, and uh, and Northern Territory. Um, and look, once again, it's a real uh, opportunity to demonstrate um, alongside the the, uh, the Northern Australian Pastoral Company uh, and their managers on site that uh, conservation based land management can occur across. Uh, across large areas of um, what was really only recognised as um, pastoral and grazing land. Um, and there's some really important opportunities with iconic species such as the, the greater bilby and the kawari um, out there that are, are existing in natural populations. Uh, this is just a little bit of... It, it, it is... These partnerships are predicated on good cattle prices, aren't they? I mean, I presume um, that's all part of the <laughs> the business model, just listening to this talk about, um, you know, even a possibility of threat and foot and mouth to the cattle industry at the moment must sort of slightly chill you. Um, look, I, yeah, look, I'm not sure if the, if the, the whole agreements are predicated on good cattle prices, but certainly... Um, we share uh, we share the concerns uh, about foot and mouth disease um, uh, as a threat to to the industry. And uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's an absolutely critical issue for the uh, for the grazing industry in Australia. Yeah, I'm going to go back to Michelle. Finally, you've worked in regenerative farming, Michelle, and you, and you live in a rural community. How much appetite do you honestly think there is there to combine conservation and agriculture? I mean, less wealthy landowners might like to do the same as the Burt's on Bullo River, but not everyone, I don't suppose, can afford to partner with AWC. But so what, describe for us, do you think the sort of appetite for this? Yeah, I think there's a growing appetite is how I would describe it, Geraldine. And it's it's being driven by um, some of the pressures that were outlined in the State of the Environment Report, whether that's something that's conscious or not for landowners. But also now we're starting to see other drivers coming in, whether that's um, work, working in the carbon and biodiversity sort of emerging credit space, um, or whether it's just some people starting to see their landscapes um just 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 start to really falter and and start looking at other alternatives and everybody can start somewhere i suppose and and as a farmer myself and and a landowner myself you know uh, with with a different level of resources available um we can all start somewhere and uh, and work up from there and the this model is is one fantastic example but there's lots of ways to to start working on this together Good. Well, look, that's a nice sort of panacea or sort of antidote, not panacea at all, antidote for what we heard earlier this week. Look, Michelle and Tim, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Geraldine. And Michelle, Thank McMan- you. Thank you. Michelle McManus is Head of Sustainability for the Landsmith Collection. It's a private company which owns Bullo River Station. Tim White is uh, the Australian Wildlife Conservancy's Regional Operations Manager. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.